now to get your helmets on because it's gonna get rough in here. All the way from Studio B, it's showtime for John, Ken, and Mark, the Detroit Sports Authority. time of the year, uh, evidently. Welcome, everybody. Uh, John Sarmier, CKWI Radio 76. It is that wonderful time of the year. But we're all hanging out. I get a little more here. Thanks. Uh, hanging out in between the Christmas stuff. I hope your Christmas was wonderful. Uh, a lot of kind of good things going on here. Matter of fact, doing so, we should probably call in that super CPA right now. It's the, it's the fun of like that after school radio kind of thing. And that's kind of the fun part of where we're at right now. This is the enjoyable deal. Oh, would you stop? <laughs> the enjoyable fun of having live radio at the holidays. Hiya, Kenny. Hey, John. How are you today? Dandy. Uh, you know, we were just talking about how everybody is like in between her in the holidays. So it's kind of like these are the bonus days. You know, for the nine to fivers, and so yeah. How, how did everything go with you? Good, good Christmas, good holiday. Yes, yes, very good, very good. Although, uh, you know, frankly, the, uh, the the weather caused us to modify our plans somewhat. So, but you know, you, you do what you have to do. Yeah, it was kind of weird, wasn't it? I mean, that was the coldest of the coldest that I can remember in an awful long time. And everybody normally went, yay, it's Friday, yay, we'll party Saturday, yay. Like, hell, you're going to stay home. I mean, we made it out because once you get in the car and the car is warm, it was okay. But, man, just <laughs> trying to warm up the car, holy jump. And then, you know, our uh, garbage day was Friday. So on Thursday, I'm packing the garbage up to set it out, and I go, I'm not putting my plastic buckets out. I'm putting them in the garage, right? Yeah. So I took the plastic bags out and set those out. They were nice weighted down, so they didn't go anywhere. And then Friday morning, after the garbage man went through, I'm just watching the neighbor's garbage buckets rolling down the street like tumbleweeds. And it's like, hey, you know, dumbasses, you should have known better. Yeah, and considering at that time, nobody is going to go out and try to catch them. Because, man, I mean, even with with my industrial jacket on, you know, I was shivering. It was like, give me some water, man. This is like freezing fresca around here. I, I don't remember it being, you know, and everyone's going, well, it's going to be 91, you know, inches of snow. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, you know, okay, you were wrong with that, but you were dead on on this is the coldest ever. I mean, it beats out being in Buffalo, but not by much. Yeah, yeah. The difference between us and Buffalo was, oh, about 35 inches of snow. 
And they got a winning team. Yes. <laughs> new, uh, up in Sault Ste. Marie, they got about 35 inches. Well, what was <laughs> the wind chill? Yeah, I, my son sent me pictures down of cars that were buried in the snow. Oh, and, sure, yeah. Well, even though it was... Well, obviously, they, they didn't make it down for the holiday. No, no. I, I know that Sue was coming home um, from up north, way, way up north by Marlette up there. And it was like mm-hmm. zero visibility, and it was just like, just hit me. Just have a car hit me so I know I'm still on the road. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> About it, yeah. Yeah, and everybody was like, because even all the barkeeps are all excited. It's like, all right, man, here comes like, you know, Christmas Eve Eve and Christmas Eve. Time to make the money. Uh, yeah, how many were open that day? Yeah. But I will say that the fine folks at Metro were open that day at at. 13 and Ryan, good Warren people. <laughs> they never close. You know, and so we're, our, our good friends up there at the Brass Rail in Port Huron, they were ready to go. Matter of fact, we were talking to them on Friday. Friday? And uh, they they had a full house, and it's like, you know, damn the weather. People will go anywhere for a good Bud Light. Interesting. Yeah, talking about a good Bud Light. Where do you want to begin, my friend, on this abbreviated holiday edition? Here is the year. Yeah, I'll probably do the yearly roundup next week. But I mean, right yeah. now, I mean, I'm I'm still thrilled, and it's it's all I can do to get out of bed to contain my excitement. Of what the Tigers did, you know. Look at those signings. Oh yeah, yeah, it's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, play. When can we clinch? When's the earliest we can clinch? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so impressive. Yeah, now we got Zach Logue. Who? Zach Zach Logue. Yeah, that's him off of my, off of waivers. Yeah, and, I, and then again, you know what's kind of funny? It's like you go for the low-hanging fruit. You go pick off from la- uh, waivers from teams that are worse than you, which is hard to find in the American League, you know? But, but I mean, it's the cast-off of the cast-offs. Okay, we'll sign them. Uh, you know, maybe change the scenery. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll change our slot. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll put somebody good in front of them. You know, well, I mean, it was just like, okay, you signed Boyd. God bless you. Okay, yay. But now, but I'd rather be signing Boyd than doing the mess that the Mets are in. Good. <laughs> Good God, guys. Ah, New York. Yeah, now it's follow, follow the bouncing Korea. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it's the diarrhea Korea. I mean, he's squirting all over the place. Yeah, well, you know, you uh, saw his medicals and you passed. So we'll sign him and uh, we're going to look at his medicals and, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, how did you do that? I mean, here's the owner from the Mets all big stopping, you know, that look at what I have, you know. Look at that, you know, we have Verlander and we have Zeech and we have everybody you know, now we have hitting, we have pitching. I'm just going to sit back and pay the luxury tax because we don't care anymore about the luxury yeah. cat. If I have enough money to do this, I have enough money for that stupid luxury tax. You know, then yeah. all of a sudden for people that don't know, I mean, our good friend, our best shortstop in the American League, 
you know, everybody thought was going to stay in Minnesota because he liked it there. It was an enjoyable place, and I'm out of here. Okay, so yeah. he was there for one year, and he chopped himself around, and everybody was, like, going crazy, and they thought they had him signed in San Francisco, and then they looked at the medical chart and went, is this bone supposed to be bending this way in the lower leg? And they said, yeah. pass. And as soon as they said, pass, then the Mets said, gimme, gimme, we don't care, and we're telling everybody, you know, we're dating. You know, it's like we're yeah. dating some hot chick, and then it finds out it's got a wiener. Oh, boy, okay, so let's talk. You know, it's like, Mets, you couldn't have played that one any worse, and now your fan base, which is a more rabid fan base than um, than the Yankees, ah, so now you're stuck. Now do you sign the guy and just platoon him? But you're supposed to have him for, you know, a quarter of a billion dollars for how many years? Yeah, 10 years. Yeah, nice job. You know, if that leg makes it another three years. I mean, San Francisco, who desperately needed somebody, you know, it's like, um, and for them to pass, that should have been a red flag for, I mean, even the the Dodgers were ready to go. You know, they were kind of like, well, you know, we'll catch you later. You know, maybe we're not going to, first of all, we're not going to pay a quarter of a billion dollars to play shortstop. And certainly everybody knows that. I mean, look at how much he was on the IRIL last year with Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has a history of injuries. Yeah. I mean, even playing through the injuries, he had a hell of a season. He would have been, you know, the triple threat on, on Detroit. However, you know, it, it's um, uh, come to Cabrera land. Let us tell you well, how you that know, goes. In Detroit, when we call somebody a triple threat, we mean elbow, back, <laughs> knee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And every bit of that, too, man. Um, it is impressive, isn't it? I mean, it, it's so much so. I mean, it's not even like a, like a Gordie Howe, you know, triple threat. It's mm-hmm. amazing. But subsequently, all right, so now we're done with the Tigers because there's really nothing to say. There is nothing to hype anybody else up. If you are going to go try to get people to go for season tickets and that you put in new lights in the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then we have the Pistons. Oh, my goodness. Did you watch some of that? No, I didn't. And we I'm did. glad I didn't. Ooh. He said that uh, for a team to come back from down 14 points in the last three, three minutes, or so minutes <laughs> it's like yeah, it's happened like twice out of 12,000, and now it's happened a third time because that's what the Pistons let, uh, let happen to them. Here's the story, Pistons. You scored 131. Any Any other NBA team... That would have been a victory going away easy. For you, it's a loss. Oy, oy, oy. I mean, they were up two with five seconds to go. You know, just throw yeah. everybody under the basket. How tough is this? I sometimes worry. Maybe it's not the talent. Maybe it is the coaching. Yeah. Because that, yeah. that was unusual. 
Yeah. But you saw that well, people you know, in the stands. I hate it when our, our teams here do things that are noteworthy and historical, particularly we're on the wrong side of it. <laughs> yeah, but see, this goes back to what we were saying before. You know, it, it was that, um, you know, here, you know, the Pistons are, are scoring, you know, Ivan or Anderson points, you know, I, it, it just crazy points. And they should be like, if you got that much offensive prowess, you're amazing. But then again, we take a look at the box scores for the Washington Generals and see how many points they scored against the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, okay. Kind of doesn't matter. It's like, we'll run and score. We'll let you score. We'll run and score. We like scoring so much, we won't even defend the basket. You can just go. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to see how many Piston games this year that Detroit's given up at least 100 points. You know, I would almost assume 80%. Yeah. Well, you know, you got your big guy that he's going to be gone all year. Okay. So, you know, but funny thing was, there was Fanny in the stands yesterday. I mean, <laughs> Sue Hayden does not like basketball, so it's like change that channel. And it's like, okay. You know, we got to see some pretty cool yeah. British music from the early 70s. But, you know, I'm looking at that team and I'm going, uh, you might have a nucleus, but I, I'm kind of really thinking, man, is it the coaching? I mean, what can you do with this kind of throw-offs? But does, do you have a defensive coach? Do you have a back coach? What do you got? Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to figure, isn't it? I mean, my God, it's just you know we have players come, we have players go. We're trying this, we're trying that. Now we got Kate Cunningham on the shelf, and you know you got Ivy and you know guys. But you know, let's face it, this is not a team that's built to win now anyway. You know, it, still, you'd expect you'd expect more. I was going to say, when are they built to win? No, they're not. Yeah, but when? What year? <laughs> I mean, we know they're not a win-now kind of thing, but yeah. what's the plan, Stan? Yeah, you can't see it from here, can you? No, and that's the whole point. You know, you can't see it from here. And, and that's, you know, we gave you three years. That's the, you know, the year. <laughs> Somehow, only in Detroit, that applies to all coaches. No matter how crummy you are for three years, you are here for three years. You're locked in. You're yeah. guaranteed. Doesn't matter the sport. Doesn't matter anything. That's what you got. Didn't happen in Denver, did it? Like that? With the, um, with the uh, Broncos? Did I think you... I didn't even make it through the first year. Yeah, but... <sighs> Was it him or was it your fine QB? I think it's both. Yeah, a little I over think the head. Guy was not was not suited to be a, a head coach, but they brought him in because, well, when he comes over, he'll get Aaron Rodgers to come with him. It didn't work. Yeah, and even now if it did, guy. Then you bring over uh, Russell Wilson. Why? Because he's another big name quarterback. He's our franchise quarterback. Yeah, he's got plenty Man. of gas left. Yeah, oh, my God. Hey, look, there's a guy. He's open. I'll throw it to him. Why is he wearing that funny colored jersey? <laughs> yeah, I don't Ooh. recognize the color. Ooh. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, you could have been easily Zach from New York. You want to light up some stuff? There you go. You know, interceptions. Yeah. Oh and now you're gone. So this goes back to the Kenny Pocket school of how you draft quarterbacks in the first round. You don't. <laughs> yeah, well, you wait. You wait. You let them fall to you. You don't chase them. Yeah. If if you're draft, if you're ready to draft, and you're drafting twelfth, and a guy goes third, oh well. Yeah. Yeah, because you're thinking about everybody that was even in that class or even beforehand. You know, you got Tua, Tua, Tua. You know, really decent arm, great guy, one read dude. You know, if he's, you know, wherever he's looking, that's where he's going. He doesn't have a second fall down. He doesn't have any check downs. That's where he's going. It's like, um, okay, but then again, here, let me smack your head against the ground again. Boink. Here's another one. Boink. You know, how many more days would you like to be out of commission? <laughs> you know, because you, you seemingly like to get your head boinked. Yeah. Well, but then again, you have the, you want to go to the wonderful lions? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, frankly, you know what, what, uh, whip, whip, uh, whiplash is, don't you? Yeah, Whip, whiplash is what you get when you are watching Lions fans swing wildly back and forth between. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> manic depressive. My God, they swing from uh, euphoria to depression at the drop of a hat. Last week, this time, they're all talking about we're going to go into the playoffs and we're going to win, and be, then we're going to go to Philadelphia and maybe we could beat the, the Eagles and maybe maybe. What are they talking about this year? I mean, this, this this week? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's all coming apart. We're all doomed. You know what, guys? Time out. You know where you are? Where we all thought you'd be. No, actually, we all thought you'd be you right around seven wins, okay? No surprise. You know, the idea, and I, I've mentioned this before. I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out where this team is going to go. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to watch. And, you know, when they play well and they win, I'm going to enjoy it. When they don't, I'm going to shrug my shoulders and say, oh, well, didn't happen. But the idea that you're going to, you've got this grand scheme of how it's all going to play out. You know, we've been here before. Yeah. Nothing new. That's kind of the fun part, too, because you take a look (laughs) at it and you go, Okay, you know, don't break your ankles jumping on and off the the bus, but it's you haven't proven anything yet, Lions. So yeah, okay, no. we'll have an enjoyable popcorn bowl and see what you do and laugh at your three interceptions. And then when you're shitty, you tell everybody, "Well, the field was horrible." Okay, the field yeah, was horrible. You know what? The field what? was horrible for both teams. Yep, you had one team that didn't. Well, you had one team that didn't want to hit the turf. Yeah. And the other team says, I don't give a damn. Okay? And the team that kind of blinked, well, we saw what happened. And I'm not surprised. And, you know, it's part of, you can look at it this way. It's part of growing up. It's part of developing that mentality that you need to have to win. We saw the Red Wings go through that. How many disappointments the Red Wings had before they finally won that, that first cup. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to be a winner, okay? And sometimes you have players that don't want to pay the price and you need to move on from them even though they're talented players. Sometimes you have guys that just don't fit. Part of the process of developing a winner is seeing what you have, seeing what you need to keep versus what you need to move on from. That's what this season is about substantially. Anyone that got all caught up in the idea, oh, we're going to make the playoffs or we're going to go, we're going to win a playoff, that's not what this is about. This is about sorting through this collection of players that you have and seeing what you keep and what you move on from. Okay, And the fact that they had a nice streak where they played pretty good football and it all worked, they gave, that, that gave you the opportunity to see what you have. And it's nothing more than that. And if you can build on that, great. They traditionally haven't. Traditionally what they've done is they've screwed up and kept the wrong guys. But we'll see if we give them a chance this time. But uh, nothing more than that. I agree. You know, it's with the Lions, and I think there's kind of like this kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's cool that all the emotions are gone. You know, we don't get crazy about the Lions. We don't get crazy either way about it, except for when we see, you know, we're so conditioned after over, over a half a century of the same all. You know, we don't care what you guys do. But, John, it's not just the same it's not just the half century with the Lions. I got curious the other day, and I looked this up. I said, when it, which team in De- pro team in Detroit was the last team to finish above 500? They have a winning season. Thought about it, and I said, wow. Um, boy. Um, Pistons? Cadwell? And I thought, you know, under... under uh, with Blake Griffin? No. No. <laughs> no. God, no. It was the Lions under Caldwell. Yeah. 90, uh, 2017. Wow. Really? Good yeah. God. Yeah. 217. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the team that's gone the longest without a winning record, Red Wings. Red Wings? Red Wings, 2014. 2014 was the last time they had a winning record? Right. They had a 500 record the year after that. And they went into the toilet. 27. Wow. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot of losing, isn't it? And how long have you had Blashill? Yeah, so you've you've got these four teams... And we've been following these teams, and we've just gotten smacked over and over and over and over again. Not just losing seasons, but some of these seasons have been absolutely dreadful. Yeah, that's... And and that's why you've got fans that are kind of grasping for any ray of hope. That's why they they sold the fans out of the Tigers a bill of goods last year. And that's why they're getting so excited and having whipsaw back and forth. The emotions were at the Lions this year. And all I can say is, you know what? Let's just sit back and watch. Enjoy whatever successes you can see. But don't get too caught up. That's what they got to prove it to you. Yeah, exactly. And see, that's the whole thing where I'm coming from, too. It's like, I don't care. 
I don't care. Once you get, once you show me that it's worth my time being invested and and being a, a fan, short for fanatic. All right, then we got something to go. But you got a long, long way to come through. So, and you know, it's and it's not just that, but we've been in situations where we look and we just say. This isn't going to work. <laughs> this isn't going to work. This is going to fail. Did anybody here in the last five years think that Al Avila was going to put together a winning roster? Seriously? Did we think Stan Ben Gundy? Oh, do we have the uh, the Penguin uh, soundboard? Nope, not till we see you. Okay. <laughs> the Did you think Stan Van Gundy was putting a winner, winner together here? No. How about uh, Ken Holland? Uh, Quinn Tricia? Oh, you know, and, and over and over again, we're watching it going, why can't you see what I see? You're paying this guy. He's a loser. Well, it, that's the reason why we've said many, many times on this show, especially with you, it's like we have had a drought of the worst owners, worst GM, worst managers I, I think any city has ever gone through in, in a concentrated time. You know, I mean, that's kind of when you have one of the, the four majors in your town, one's got to be doing fine. I mean, it's like a carousel. Somebody's got to be up. You know, when everybody else is down, but not this time around. And the crappy thing is, it's not, they're not all emerging at the same time, all looking like they're going to be world beaters. No, no. We've had, we've had two of them that, frankly, are rebuilding off of the rebuild. (laughs) Yeah, that is kind of true, isn't it? You know, and the latest one is the Tigers, where... You know, all the enthusiasm last year, now this year, it looks like, yeah, he's going to rebuild the rebuild. Yeah, because he knows how to build a team. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. You know, maybe that's true, but, you know, every single GM, Kenny, that's come in here has learned knows how to build a team. You know, they, they all have some yeah. kind of something going on with them. Every last one of them that comes in, do you read the glowing reports in the Detroit Free Press, Detroit News, about how these guys are geniuses? I look at the success that they've had in the previous jobs, even though you never heard of any of them. Yeah, true. Yeah, and they're always understudy of somebody. But see, that's basically lazy, lazy ownership. And you can't get any yep. more lazy than three out of the four that you have and with one owner owning two major teams that's got to break that up you know that's why that's why the brad holmes hire was such a an eye-opener because frankly he wasn't from that mold he wasn't the understudy of some damn genius or some you know it's like no (laughs) And he's a guy, he was basically in the back room, and he was pulling the strings on the draft. And we're seeing that here now where he's actually going through the draft. He's bringing in talent. We're maybe be seeing how they weave it all together. But, uh, you know, it's encouraging. But, uh, you know, it, it cut against the mold of, well, he's the understudy of Theo Epstein, or he's the understudy of Bill Belichick, and he's going to bring the Patriot way here. He's going to bring the Cubs way here. 
and all that bullshit. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, look at how many people, you know, they're sons of mechanics, and they couldn't figure out what a 10 mil is. You know, okay. They wouldn't figure out which, which end of the screwdriver to hold. Yeah, true. I mean, it's it's. Nor do we expect that to happen. But it's just because you're around these people, don't mean that you have that same touch. Never has. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. that's why. If that was true, then there'd be so many clones out there. There'd be so many chefs, great chefs, because if you you know studied under this one chef, you know, then oh, okay, you're as great as he is. All right, if not better. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And it would never, ever, ever see something fail. Okay. Makes sense. (laughs) All right. Talk about making... Go ahead. What they see is the best best indicator of future success is past success. (laughs) Yeah. You know. So. It's kind of sad when your best owner in town now is the Fords. That's kind of scary, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Somehow, someway, yeah... The the worst dregs of of ownership is now the shining example. Okay, uh, it's because that's because they lock her in a closet with her mom, and he sits there and <laughs> uh, try to figure out how to peek through the keyhole. Don't say nothing here. Just sign the checks and put them underneath the door. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I agree, baby. I mean, I, absolutely, positively. And then you know, I, I would almost say of the of the major four, and as much as we say sell Ford sell. It's like, go Illich away. He is yeah, just proven yeah. time after time after time. He is now into Ford mold. How much money did we make? Great. Keep it going. How much money did we make? Yeah. Great. Keep it going. You know, it's like we're not going to sell no matter what because the profits are just crazy year after year after year after year. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah. And especially since you're hogging up two teams, you can't be selling that many pizzas. You know, it, <laughs> because you can't sign anybody, you know, and besides, you guys like the wings more than you've ever liked the Tigers, you know, and, and yeah. it's pretty clear. But, so, you know, even with that, he had the Red Wings pretty well screwed up until Eisman came and broke the door down and said, I'm here, throw me out if you want, because it won't look good for you. Yeah, true that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you're absolutely right. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and my Eisenman just coming in here just had so much good karma around him. You know, I mean, talk about a fabulous PR strike without having even to do anything. That was a brilliant yeah. move, man. Oh, it's strange. Talking about strange, we've yeah. got a couple minutes to go here. How about uh, Harbaugh? Well, what about Harbaugh? I mean, he's... Uh Got the team rolling in to um, uh, sunny Florida, and they're going to have a, uh, is it Florida or Arizona? I don't even remember. No, no. I mean, it's the breaking news that he's looking NFL leak again. Three new openings. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, we, he tried that last year, and, you know, now the reports are, well, it's all different now. You know, this time they're really interested. <laughs> Yeah, they haven't talked to him yet either. They haven't actually interviewed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that, Ken. I mean, you're right. It was like, yeah, yeah, come on over. Come on, come on over. 
Yeah, we really didn't give a damn about you anyways. He's going to go on the airplane for the interview, and he tells all the people there, well, I'm leaving. You know, it's been good working with you, and, you know, I'll send you a postcard, right? And then uh, he comes back and says, well, I'm here. Yeah, I I was kidding, you guys. Oh, joke, 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 joke. You know, I mean, I was there on the plane. Yeah. I mean, look at how extreme I had to go to pull that joke off. Wasn't it humorous? Yeah, I'm such, I'm such a kidder. <laughs> yeah, but now do you say, it, I mean, depending on what they do here on the Final Four, and now look at that. I mean, really, this is as bad as Bowman coming on the ice after they won the Stanley <laughs> Cup and said, that's it, I'm not coaching anymore. You know, he didn't let anybody yeah. have that feel-good moment, you prick, even though I've never really yeah. used that term, you know. I mean, it, it's. Yeah. I thought it was such a Scotty Bowman move. <laughs> Genius yeah, as he is. You know, that's what made him Scotty. Yeah. That, you know? Yeah, you ruined your own success, you idiot. You know, people were just going crazy, and, and he's literally waving his arms on the ice. That's it, that's yeah. it, that's it. It's This is my deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> GF, go figure, man. But, I mean, if if... Michigan goes anywhere. Okay, so where's Michigan going to finish up this year there, buddy? Where are they going to finish up? Yeah, I mean... Oh, they'll be be TCU. I don't consider that to be much of a challenge. But uh, then they go up against Georgia. Well, we kind of know how that finished last year, don't we? Yeah. Now, you don't think O-State can break Georgia? No. Oh, no. Really? George is too good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the Ohio State. It doesn't say the Georgia. Well, the, yeah, okay, you make a compelling argument. <laughs> <laughs> really? That worked? You wow. Me. You convinced me. Wow. I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, any team that starts with the, you know, it's like, oh, Lord, yeah. go away. Talk about going away. It's time that we got to shuffle. What did we now talk about? One whole minute, son. Oh, you didn't talk about NASCAR, and I'm not going to know. <laughs> <laughs> or World Cup. Okay, good oh, stuff. Oh, God help me, World Cup. Oh, it's over. Thank uh, God it's over. Yeah, is it really? Now when I, did it now, begin? Now I don't have, I can stop pretending to care. Oh, wait, I never started to pretend to care to that. I mean, it's nice that you guys have that. It's kind of like the the worlds, you know, with the juniors and stuff in hockey. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. I'm glad you guys have it. It has absolutely nothing for me. You know, so it's it's I tip the hat. I know you guys are all excited about it, but you know, I'll stay over here and uh, you know, rake the shag carpeting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Lake Superior State University is off to uh Milwaukee for a couple of games and uh, talked to Matt earlier today and he was going to ride on the bus with the team down in Milwaukee. He said, here we go again. It's the worst team in uh, Division One hockey this year and we're going to go for the slaughter again. Ooh. Uh, eek. Ooh. That's a team that's just a disaster. So, you know, I mean, in case you follow uh, college hockey, which very few people around here do, but you know, don't bother with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll catch them next year. I mean, you know, maybe Blasio will will do better next year with them. 
Hey, yeah, that'd be a, they, they should hire Blash. <laughs> he's up there, you know. Yeah, well, he's he'd pretty. He's good he at would AAA. Be a fan up there. Yes, he would. Yeah, he would. All right. Okay, Bossanova. Let's go see you uh, next week. Actually, we'll see you uh, Thursday, right? You bet. All right, we'll see you Thursday, we'll, and we'll, um, we will bring our uh, our um, fruitcake with us. Good. <laughs> Leave them in the car. Okay. Oh, oh yummy! Yeah, fruitcake. Yeah, oh, the mm. nuts in it, right? Uh-huh. The one that was before <laughs> Christmas. Okay. Alrighty, yeah, well, boss. That's from a couple of Christmases ago, we found it in the back of the closet. <laughs> that's when you know it's it good. Still looks the same. It's <laughs> yeah, really, it is. And there's something you know. You put it underneath your car when you get stuck in the snow, and then it gives you traction. <laughs> yeah, Lord. All right, we'll see you in a couple of days, sir. Bye. righty, Kenny. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody, Ken Pocket. I forgot to say that you can see us everywhere that you can get the podcast. Um, and we'll be doing the longer form coming into the new year. A whole lot of new stuff going on with the Detroit Sports Authorities. And, of course, you can get us anywhere you get your podcasts. And that's anywhere from iHeartRadio to TuneIn to Spotify to Pandora to the shores of AAA. Anywhere else you can get it over there at uh, Apple also. Okay, so... For Kenny Pocket, myself, John Sarver, thank you so very much for being at this last year's ho 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 uh, <laughs> 2022 version of the Detroit Sports Authorities. We'll see you next week, right here. Bye, folks. <laughs>